Happy holidays, friends. It's been such a gift to share the podcast with you over the past few months. And thank you so much for supporting this experience. It's been such a joy to connect. I want to share a couple of things with you. I'm offering a chakra meditation in exchange for a review. So I know we've done drawings, but I also want to just honor and send gratitude for everybody that's tuning in and would love to receive this chakra meditation. So to receive the meditation, just send over a screenshot of your review to spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com. And also I'm so happy to share that I'm offering a holiday special for one-on-one sessions. So if you would like to have a personal session with me for an energy therapy experience or an angel and aura rating, you can find all the details and set up your scheduled appointment at amysakarski.com. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi, beautiful. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm Amy Sikarski, a licensed vocational nurse, intuitive channel, and energy therapist. And today I welcome you to our conversation on the chakras. So in considering some of the topics that we'll be speaking about, and really one of the foundational aspects of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast being energy healing or energy therapy, I felt like it would be a great idea to speak to chakras, share a little bit about them, and why they are so important for our mental, emotional, physical, and energetic space, our experience, our health, our well-being, and all of the aspects as they are supported by the chakras. If the word chakra is new to you, it's a Sanskrit word which means spinning disc or wheel of light. And this is because when clairvoyantly viewed, the chakras look like spinning discs if you're looking at it straight on. If you're looking at it from another angle or perspective, you might see that it's like a vortex, a tornado, if you will. So a spinning vortex of light. And the chakras spin at different frequencies. These chakra points correlate to aspects of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We have seven major chakras. These are the larger of of all of the chakras, and they sit midline along our body, going straight down the body. The root chakra is said to have two locations, depending on your specific training and area of study. But I will just share my experience when I'm working with the root chakra. I find that it sits between the legs at the perineum pointing straight down to the earth below. Some practitioners like to work with it at the base of the tailbone, or some who are meditating can feel it there. So it's really up to your own intention and perception when you're working with the root chakra. And from the root chakra, you flow midlined up the body through this current of light which is a column of light, and we call it the vertical power current or the vertical power column. And the chakras 
sink into this column of light like a highway. (laughs) They're all connecting in and communicating with each other through this pathway. There are other pathways, but just as a very basic premise, this vertical column of light supports your energetic field, your inner knowing, your balance and regulation of energetic and physical homeostasis, and the communication of all the chakras, speaking and interacting with one another. Traveling up, the crown chakra sits at the top of the scalp and it opens upward to the sky or the heavens. So when we speak about chakras, we typically study them and that can be book study, so learning about them, and also in exercises and self-exploration and energy healing for the self, you would typically start at the root chakra. The chakras all have colors that are associated with them because when clairvoyantly viewed, the clairvoyant seer can see the frequency as it is perceived by color. And this frequency for the root chakra is red. When we speak of frequencies and our intuition or clair gifts, our intuitive senses, when we speak of frequencies and intuitive senses, there's also the aspect of clairaudience, which is to hear. And so if you're really tuned into that, you might notice that the root chakra hums resonates or vibrates at the note of C. So all of the chakras have unique qualities to them and they have their own frequency. The governing aspects, the characteristics and what the root chakra really helps support us in in life is safety, security, finances, feeling supported, wanted, belonging, a sense of community and grounding, really connecting in with the earth life experience and feeling at peace with it. So if you ever feel out of the body or not present, uncomfortable, maybe that you're, you're not welcomed or wanted in life, I would encourage you to work with your root chakra. The root chakra also holds vibrational signatures of characteristics of our personalities and mannerisms and aspects of our family tree and DNA. So it holds the physical imprint and programming from our physical ancestors. It also holds within it codes, programming, those qualities that then present themselves through family members and it can hold within it emotions such as trauma. The root chakra can hold characteristics and coping mechanisms that have been passed down from generation to generation and it also can hold energetic imprints and information from past lives. So from your past life. And I have seen a faint vibrational signature in the past, not often, but I have seen it where an ancestor's past life expression was passed down. Meaning if, if someone in your family or in your past life, if you potentially had a fear or a phobia, if there was a trauma and you were on high alert in this life because of it, anything that challenges your safety can be stored in the root chakra. So some positive affirmations for the root chakra could include, I am safe, I am wanted, I am protected, I am at peace, I am successful, I am healthy, I am alive, I am vibrant. 
any trauma, traumatic experience, and it can be mental, it can be emotional, it can be energetic, so a spiritual infliction, or a physical traumatic experience will affect and influence the chakra. And depending upon the developmental stage in your life, it can have a more intense and longer lasting influence. So as we are adults and we're working with the chakras, a lot of times you might find memories come up from your childhood or your teenage years, and you might even see patterns and information through memories, visions, and emotions that repeat in the family line. So anytime you're having an energy session or you're in meditation and this sort of experience occurs, I look at it as a message and it is surfacing because it is now being healed. It is being addressed and there might be a message or an aspect of wisdom or an understanding and understanding that will be presented to you from this part of your inner knowing, from the expressions that are bubbling up to the surface, being pushed to the surface from that light that you are now pulling in, and that will allow you a space of healing. It begins the healing process. So when one would have a balanced, healthy, robust, and a really beautiful red vibrational frequency at the root chakra, they would experience life and express to others the vibration of peace and calmness. They feel confident. They're aware of their gut instincts and grounded. There's an increase in vitality and an ability to manifest your dreams because there's that ability to have the inspiration from the higher chakras come all the way down through every chakra. It's all on board and it seats within the root chakra for creation, production, action, manifestation. And this chakra also supports our essential well-being physically as well as, of course, the mental and emotional. In the physical realm, in the physical body, the root chakra supports the bones, the blood, your ankles, your feet, your lower extremities, and is often tied into any disease or discomfort or the health, of course, of the sacral area. So your pelvis, your hips, your legs, and your feet. Now, moving up to the sacral chakra, it's just a few inches above the root chakra and the sacral chakra sits right below the navel. It has a front and a back. And so you have this back aspect of the chakra that often goes overlooked. So just want to bring that to your awareness. The front and the back begins when we are at the sacral and we move up through the brow chakra. But let's talk about the sacral chakra. So the color is orange and this chakra really supports creativity, creative flow, relationships, more intimate relationships. So it can be an aspect of physical intimacy, but it's also emotional, spiritual intimacy. You would find the energy of others and the relationships dynamics in the sacral chakra and it hopefully is a safe, really supportive and enjoyable friendship and relationship. But when we are doing energy therapies and we might find something that's off, you can also find the trauma there or hooks and cords and energy that's muddied and tangled. So a cleansed, bright chakra of any chakra will be free of energetic cords that are pulling and draining your energy and also that cord and connection would be clear and you would only be receiving positive energy from it. So the sacral chakra really supports our emotions. 
it supports that gut instinct that's a little bit lower than the solar plexus, but there is that aspect for intuition and gut instinct. And it supports all of your reproductive organs and your lower digestive tract. The sacral chakra really responds well to movement and music. I often think of um, music and dance where you're moving your hips, you're moving the pelvis, letting the energy flow, expanding in creativity and in joy. So when your chakra is bright and crisp and really flowing at an appropriate speed, and consistency, so it's really balanced, it's not overcharged or depleted, you'll find that your creative juices go, like you just feel so inspired and your artistic expression is flowing. Some affirmations to assist if you find like, oh, there's something not quite right, maybe I want to help support or stabilize my sacral chakra today. So it would be anything that speaks to the joy of life and nature and fluid creativity, feeling that you are at the right place at the right time, flowing with divine timing. Think about water and fluidity in that way, how things just flow. So the balanced aspect would be that you're intuitive, you feel compassionate and friendly. There's this open experience of giving and receiving love and positive energy with honesty and integrity and don't don't overlook that of course you would have boundaries but when you are wanting to advance a relationship or give or receive in a connection you'll find that it comes very naturally if you had a deficiency of the sacral chakra you might find that you are really codependent and you don't feel fully satisfied, you are feeling clingy or unworthy or guilty, you're looking to another in the relationship to validate who you are and to fuel and fill you up with that light. So I would encourage you if you're looking to others to help heal or support you in a way of energetic revitalization I would work with your chakras and begin accessing healthy energetic fuel and frequency from Mother Earth or Father Sky, from your oversoul, from spirit, rather than pulling the energy from another person. And it is a delicate dance, it's a gentle balance, but there is a way to speak about challenges in life and really personal experiences with a friend where you can express your emotions, you can be really in touch with your inner experiences, but yet you're not pulling their energy. So be very aware of that if you find those are any characteristics that you might have. At Spirit School, we have a course on the chakras. It is a very in-depth course and students have access to it for six months it is designed to lead you through each chakra over eight weeks. So there are the seven chakras and then we have two additional chakras we focus on on the eighth week. And in that class, there are meditations and stories and experiences and we go really in depth with the chakras. So today I'm just giving you a gentle overview and I would encourage you if you are interested in psychology and developmental stages, and if you are interested at all in energy therapy, meditation, even yoga practices, I would encourage you to study up on the chakras because they are such an important part of our life and our experience. All of the chakras have sound frequencies and tones, and the root chakra is C, and then it goes up the musical scale. So the sacral is D, solar plexus is E, and on upward. So the solar plexus chakra is yellow, and it sits right above the sacral chakra, just above your navel, and below the rib cage. 
This chakra reminds me of confidence and abundance, vitality. It reminds me of being assertive, but yet in a kind and balanced way. If it's overcharged, you'll find that those who have an overcharged solar plexus chakra can be exceptionally assertive and maybe need to reel it back in a little bit. (laughs) But the inner aspects are this personal awareness of power, inner power, and self-esteem, confidence, focus, vitality. And this chakra physically will support your digestive system and other organs such as your adrenal glands, your gallbladder, your kidney, liver, and any of the organs in your lower back, but also upwards at your respiratory system. So it it supports the neighboring organs. And what's interesting I find about the solar plexus chakra is it also supports your skin. So your integumentary system, which is your skin, your hair, your nails. And so a vital, healthy, energetic solar plexus chakra really can help you to feel balanced and grounded, just like super put together. And if you have all of these ideas that you want to create or dreams and visions, but you just find you don't have the energy that that we need, (laughs) that fuel to get going, I would say definitely work with your solar plexus chakra. And you can work with every chakra with affirmations, but you might want to take it a step deeper and work with sounds tuning forks, crystal bowls, any form of sound therapy, even drumming. The drums can really get the lower chakras going and get the energy moving. And additionally, just start stretching, dancing, um, working with yoga, have a massage, and be aware that emotions and memories can come up. They are to be honored. They are passing through. They are releasing. We send with love feel the emotion, cry, laugh, yawn, whatever needs to come out of your, (laughs) out of your field can flow with the assistance of a physical experience. So a sound, a twitch, a belch, these sorts of things. It's part of it. It's part of clearing. So that's a little bit about the solar plexus chakra. Again, there's so much to each chakra, but I won't get too far in depth. I will share that another aspect to support it is with color therapy. So you could surround yourself with the color yellow and even ingesting foods of the rainbow and then specific to the chakra's color can be very beneficial in getting that vibrational frequency into the body. So you're ingesting it in a different approach and in a different way. It becomes internally supported versus externally through chromotherapy. And when you are healing your solar plexus chakra, we call this signs of awakening. And I have a little um, manual. It's called the seven personal chakras, a reference guide. You can find it on my website or um, where books are sold. And we have all these different categories and aspects and we also talk about it in the class but just as a little bonus here for the solar plexus chakra some of the signs of awakening when you've really started to activate it and the energy is now buzzing and things are moving you will find that it's kind of like an emotional roller coaster emotions can come up out of nowhere so i would say observe be neutral to your judgments there's no judgment just observe see if there's any messages with it let the emotions flow through you greet the emotions and thank the emotions because there are many deep unconsciously seated emotions that can rise to the surface and you might find that this is yours or you might find wow i was carrying the emotions of somebody in my life and it could be a friend it could be a colleague it could be your neighbor Um, definitely it could be family. So this can be somebody in the now present moment, somebody you spoke with that day or the day before. But again, also remember it can be energy from a past life or the energy of the collective in your community 
or the energy of your ancestors. So this is why I say never judge. Emotions, it's just energy moving. It's energy emotion that is really a gift when you learn to sit or observe and ask it, view and feel the messages and let it pass through you. So to stay very conscious of our time, I'm going to move to the heart chakra. And this is midline at the heart space. There is a front and a back to the heart chakra as well. And the color is green. The heart chakra's developmental stages occur between the years of four and seven years old. And so all the chakras start at their developmental stages you know, at the root. And so then it builds up throughout the years. And if there is ever a trauma or stunted development and growth, you can find that you might still be as an adult experiencing the distortion and the effects of the distortion. And by that, I mean, every chakra has a set of vortices that makes up that chakra. And the vortices for the heart chakra consist of 12. So 12 smaller spinning tornadoes. (laughs) To me, they look like little engines that suck in energy and information. Well, if there was a trauma, you might find that one or more of those vortices are missing, underdeveloped. They can look, to me, let's see, a good way of describe it would just be empty of light so you can see where it's supposed to be but it will be dull like a gray potentially a gray color and the vortices should stand upright but if you had a trauma you might find that they're slouched over and they're flopped over well have you ever tried to drink from a straw that was bent it's a little challenging so you would want it standing straight up to point towards the source of the information and energy that it is channeling in and analyzing because that is what our chakras do. They intuitively pick up signals from the world around us and we get that intuition information, those vibrations and feelings and you also will find that the prana or it's sometimes called ki or chi, which is life force energy around us. So the life force energy is also coming in the chakras, and that's how it can support our mental awareness, our claircognizant abilities, our physical well-being. Every aspect of self is supported by the chakras, the entire chakra system. And when we break it down and we study each one individually, you can really start to see how important they are. And when you do begin to work with your chakras or you're reading the chakras of others, it can be such a rewarding and deeply emotional healing experience to have somebody say, well, the reason why you're having a challenge with this aspect of life is because I can see that that chakra is out of alignment. Consider it as if you were trying to walk and every day you're trying to walk and it's painful and you lose your balance and you stumble and you're like, I don't know why I can't walk. I should be able to walk. I should be able to do more than that. I should be able to run, hop, skip, jump. But then you look down and you, or you go to somebody, you go to somebody that can see what you cannot see. And they say, Oh, well you, you fractured your leg. Like you have this broken leg. That's why you can't walk. So that's how I look at the chakras. They really help us with our quality of life. They influence our personality. They influence our characteristics. They influence our energy that we have to even implement the ethical and moral intentions that we might have. So chakras are very, very important. And when you have a chakra healing session, and if there was significant damage or a complete misalignment maybe the chakra was detached from the vertical power current whatever it might be the more 
I would say the more intense the misalignment, once corrected, the stronger the contrast you will see in how your life can just flip around for the better. And you will find that your connection to your life path, your essence, your soul essence, your true authentic personality, and that stamina and strength just begins to enhance and increase and flow through. So the heart chakra has 12 vortices and the color is green and it deals with love, of course. Yeah. So this is love for others and also for yourself. This is love for mankind. This is love for nature. This is love for animals, for humanity in general, for God, for yourself. And it is not where you overlook the atrocities in life or the heavy contrasting duality. We're aware, but you're able to hold space. And it connects you with a higher spiritual understanding. This is the beginning of that connection. The heart chakra is the bridge that we would say from heaven to earth. So it connects the spiritual experience with the physical experience and it feeds the physical heart. It feeds your lungs and it fuels it. And there are studies now that speak about the intelligence of the heart. You have the HeartMath Institute if you're interested, but they say that they're so many cells within the heart that think quickly and it's like another brain. So the heart chakra supports that. It's a very, very important chakra and it allows you for deeper emotional maturity. It allows you to hold space and to love others while at the same time saying, I'm going to set a boundary. This is not a healthy relationship, but I love you. And it's time to close our relationship or our contract, our time together. So whenever you are in a space that can feel um, unagreeable, where there's tension, if you approach it with a strong auric feel full of love that is fueled and magnified and amplified with the heart chakra, you will see that that sticky, dissonant, really hostile energy can begin to soften and melt away. And if you ever find that you have to have a challenging conversation, I would encourage you to fill and fuel your aura with love and let the love shine forth from your heart all around you. And you can even send it to that space and that time ahead of you getting there to prepare this space, I would just encourage you to try it. You will find that the conversation can flow with great ease and it can also enhance the quality of the closing of a relationship or the building of a relationship. So let's talk a little bit. I'm just flowing through some notes here, looking at different topics and areas. I'm looking at the seven personal chakras reference guide and there's a um, section on deficient energy. So if somebody were to have deficient energy, a very fatigued heart space, they would express or you would perceive their interactions with the world to be that of being closed off really bitter and cold, kind of antisocial and critical of everything, including themselves, um, critical of the weather, of the food, of what the person on the radio said, of the music, of a flower, you know, it could be anything. Um, and they also might feel really depressed and then have difficulty making decisions because they don't have that fuel and energy to support them to make a decision or to really do much so they can have a fear of intimacy and relationships and just be really standoffish. They tend to be more judgmental with working with their lower chakras or their mental body, you could say, because we do a lot of thinking with our sacral and solar plexus chakra. And um, so that would kick into gear. And whenever there's a depleted chakra, you find that typically there's at least one or more neighboring chakras that are overactive to help balance it. 
But with a depleted heart chakra, you can find it that you become, um, or those who have it might feel more shy, reclusive, even some narcissistic tendencies can come out and just lonely. Like just, you can tell that they need love. And if this sounds like you and you feel, oh my gosh, I need love. I would encourage you, um, or anyone who wants to work with any chakra to take different approaches with it. And what feels like it would support you? What seems enjoyable? Do you want to work with music? Do you want to work with foods, with sound, with energy therapy, with meditation, with affirmation? There's a lot of ways of working with it. And if there is a strong deficiency with a chakra, I would definitely work with energy therapy. One energy therapy appointment can make a huge difference in your entire life. So this is an aspect of the heart chakra. And if you find that it's depleted, I would work on self-love. I would work on visualizing what does that chakra look like? And with your intentions combined with energy that you access and pull in and channel in or working with a practitioner, start to realign that chakra. Sound is a great place to start because it vibrates any frequency out that doesn't need to be there. And then it can act like jumper cables on a battery. Zoom, just can bring a little currency, a little bit of that frequency into spark it, ignite it, and get it going again. So lots of different approaches and different ways. And one aspect of the heart chakra to really consider is compassion is a huge element. Forgiveness, very important. So if you have any problems with forgiveness, I would encourage you to study up on the importance of forgiveness I would encourage you to look into sacred contracts, roles, and agreements. And I would encourage you to look at things from a higher spiritual experience and be able to forgive the human for the role that they played in your life or the experience and heal and let go. You don't have to maintain or keep that person or that energy of a traumatic moment in your future reality or in your now moment you forgive you release so you can move on so the next chakra flowing up is the throat chakra it's blue and there's a front and a back Uh, this chakra has 16 vortices if you were curious and it's linked to your sacral chakra So a lot of the chakras have a counterpart, a chakra they're linked to. The throat chakra really supports the hypothalamus, thyroid, and parathyroid. And all the chakras have clear senses. So this one is clairaudience, which is to hear. And I have to say, (laughs) as a channel, it also supports your vocal channeling. Um... But this chakra has the two minor chakras, which are your ears. So, and it supports the nasal passages and the sinuses and your voice. So definitely your voice. If you ever feel like you're stuttering or you can't quite express something, it's hard to find the words, I would encourage you to work with your throat chakra. Maybe gargle with some salt water, drink some tea, Do some toning, breathe, and just let any noises come out to clear the energy that's there. This is a big chakra for clearing. A lot of times when I'm working on myself or others, there can be energy that comes up from the lower chakras and it will release through the mouth. It releases through the throat as a yawn, a lot of times a yawn, a sneeze, some people will burp. It's just, you know, whatever needs to happen. So this is a very important and active chakra in our life. And it supports speech and communication. And for communication, that is also your ears. So if you find like you have conversations with others and 
you just are not on the same page. <laughs> you completely keep misunderstanding each other. I would say, okay, time out. Let's both do like a little chakra toning and some humming. The note is G. So if you were to get a tuning fork or a bowl, uh, or if you could find that note G or G sharp on an audio recording and just play it at your throat chakra, that would really help. The throat chakra physically supports your esophagus and lungs, your airways, your jaw and mouth, your neck and shoulders down through your arms, and even aspects of your vertebrae. And so if you have a peaceful, balanced throat chakra, you'll find that you feel really calm and collective. You have a creative expression. You can clearly communicate you might find that your understanding of different languages and poetry really is flowing. You're absorbing and really integrating communication, whatever way that might be. It can be typical human spoken language. It can also be emotions and sound. So that is a little bit about the throat chakra. It's a really important chakra, as they all are. And so moving on next, we're going to go up to the brow chakra. And this, of course, has so many different names. The mind's eye, the inner eye, anja, the third eye. And the brow chakra has 96 vortices, and it is linked with your solar plexus. So we have the indigo frequency, a deep purple indigo and it is balanced by the solar plexus, which is that yellow. Of course, the clairsense is clairvoyance, which is to see, which we have a whole podcast episode on this clairsense. If you want to tune into it, go ahead and look back <laughs> through the episodes. But the developmental stage for the brow chakra is adolescence, and it's really interesting I think if you look back or you observe the life of a teenager and adolescence, they're looking so much into the future and they're trying to analyze the world around them and make sense of things. And this is also when you can find that there is a deeper understanding to something beyond the physical world. And there is an enhancement, an activation of all clear senses that can occur during puberty. So one thing is that we understand younger children are very sensitive to energy and emotions and the space around them, especially if they've been in a environment that they have to be on alert because it is not a consistently safe space. They would be on high alert. And as the Claire gifts enhance, when we see teenagers start to have their intuition magnified and amplified. It can be where there's a deeper understanding to the energy and the dynamics and what is going on. And as the heart is expanding in its intuitive capabilities, uh, there's a lot that can be going on for a teenager with the dynamics with family inner self, society, where they fit in their peer groups and moving forward. It's just a very, or it can be a very intense time, but it is a very important time with a lot of dynamics. So when you add on that the brow chakra, this is the developmental stage, the Claire gifts can start to turn on. Those who are in touch or strongly gifted or working with their clairvoyant gift will find that they start seeing energy. And I wouldn't really encourage you to take the approach of just initially looking at this that, oh, I don't want to see energy because it's it can be scary or unenjoyable. And also don't take the approach like, oh, I want to see energy. I'm going to see angels and butterflies. So we always observe, and the thing is, you will see energy around you based on the dimension and the frequency that you are resonating in, typically, or if there is a message for you. So this is just a baseline way to think of it. If you are in a clean, bright, 
happy environment and your vibration is up, you might see sparkles, you might start to see angels and feel the light come around, see auras. And if you're in a place where there was a lot of trauma, fear, violence, um, if you're in another part of town where the energy is kind of heavy, you might feel or then see ghosts and spirits and energy in that way that are suffering that haven't crossed over. So I encourage you just to leave it open to your own natural development and path. But as we talk about clairvoyance and the brow chakra, it's also about a deeper wisdom and inner knowing, seeing behind the scenes of things, really digesting, processing, and integrating information and different timelines, different decisions that can be made. So the brow chakra supports your your brain, your mind, your imagination, your memory and remembering and understanding dreams and symbols. And this aspect of discernment really comes in. So discerning experiences, opportunities, relationships and moments and what does that really mean and that is an aspect of autonomy and sovereignty and taking responsibility for your life and where you're flowing um it also supports visualization daydreaming creativity in that way so creating your life it's very very supportive of the aspect of manifesting through co-creation and law of attraction and I would say one area that we could touch upon would be the aspect of healthy brow chakra and detoxification. So some of the areas and experiences in life that can be damaging and traumatic to the brow chakra is seeing violence or even having conversations around violence because often I'm sure most of us will try to imagine or visualize a scene or a story that's being told to us. So anything that's violent can distort the clarity and clog up the brow chakra. Another experience is when you're not validated and others doubt you or question you, question your knowing, your intellect, your guidance, and things that you're sharing. So if it's a consistent experience, where you feel the energy is dismissive or they just don't have the time and they don't believe you, that can really shut down your brow chakra. So I wouldn't get that confused with, oh, really? Let's have an in-depth conversation. I'm interested. I don't know that I quite see it the same way, but I want to hear your perspective and viewpoint. That would be a healthy way about it. So when there's invalidation from others about your intuition or spiritual experiences, that brow chakra starts to close. And when you start doubting your own self and your intuition, it will definitely close. So it's very easy to turn off clairvoyant abilities and deeper understanding and intuition at the mind's eye just by your intention. And if you've worked with it, And you say, oh my gosh, Amy, you say all this, but I've tried and I can't and I keep seeing things I don't want to see. Then I will look into something being out of alignment or damaged with that chakra. Maybe the lens has popped off or it's like there's a fissure and it's torn. Maybe there's an opening in your aura where things are coming through. So there are a lot of different areas that you could go see a practitioner and look into as to why you consistently are seeing things if you've chosen not to. And to that, when you want to start seeing energy and start having a deeper inner understanding and using your discernment and seeing around different experiences, then I would encourage you to be open to possibilities, practice, flow with it, bring that creativity and get the energy flowing again and amplified so that that clear sense can get ignited and turned back on. So the seventh major chakra is our crown chakra, and it sits at the top of the crown. Depending on the maturity and strength of any chakras, you will find that the circumference is either dilated 
or contracted at different sizes. It's a cone, so the root of each chakra will seat within the body, and then it expands up and out, widening the further away from the body. Now, the third eye had a front and a back, from the third eye down to the sacral, but the crown chakra is one cone, and it points directly up. It brings your spirit and soul frequency in to the physical realm. It's that transitionary space. It's the place where it first touches the physical body. It's here inside of the aura. And through the crown chakra is when you can start to make a stronger spiritual connection to your oversoul or your soul light. To interdimensional beings such as angels and guides and loved ones that have crossed over. And the crown chakra is the launching off point when you go from the physical realm up higher to some transpersonal chakras such as the soul star chakra. But we'll just be speaking about the crown chakra today. So the crown chakra lights up and it's glowing and it's beautiful. The colors kind of dance between magenta and white and everybody actually will perceive colors a little bit different. So when we talk about the color of each chakra, the tone or the shade, you know, might be a little bit different for each person. And it's based on their clairvoyant abilities and how much of their physical eyes they're using and a lot of different things. But let's just flow back to the crown chakra. So the crown chakra is a spiritual chakra and the crown chakra really helps us to connect in with spirituality, with the divine. And of course it regulates and assists in the understanding of the afterlife, of spirit realm and any of our communal or religious beliefs around the afterlife or the life before this life, you could say. So the clear sense of this chakra is clear cognizance, which is an inner knowing. And the crown chakra supports the brain and our thoughts. And it really supports the aspect of being intuitive with a strong, bright light of confidence where you could be led by intuition and that knowing and that energy coming from your soul source coming all the way down into your body through your crown chakra. When it's balanced, you'll find that your brain and mind, your central nervous system, your head, and your right eye are really supported and healthy, present, put together, and clear. For your general well-being, you'll feel at peace and blissful. Your thoughts will be balanced. You won't find that they're compromised or that they're extreme one way or another. Imbalances for the crown chakra can be feeling that you're closed-minded, confused. There's a fear of success. There's a fear of life flowing there's this understanding or this mindset that it has to be a struggle and potentially that was how it was in the past but if you can come to terms clear reset your reality reprogram and open to more of god's light of your soul light the higher divine light and the light codes you will see that there is a way that you can readjust, reset, and realign, and that your life will literally change, and it can change overnight, or it might be gradual, step by step, because your whole psyche is influenced, and as we mentioned at the beginning, chakras are always communicating with each other, so if there's something in your crown chakra that wants to adjust or reset you might find it speaks to the other chakras and says, okay, is there anything here that would be holding me back? Is there anything around my family's history of trauma that's stored in my root that I would need to release so that I can move forward with this new mindset? So the crown chakra is linked to the heart space. And when you can 
find coherence with your mind and your heart and you connect your brain with your physical heart, that energy of the organ to the organ, and then you can connect the chakra to the chakra, you'll really find that the energy around you begins to hum and buzz and your spirit, your full fueled light body of your aura begins to just turn on and magnify and your soul essence that is a part of your all-knowing beingness also is magnified. Then from there, you can bring and breathe that energy down through your lower chakras into your root chakra and really feel that you're one and you're present, you're grounded and centered within. That's when you find you're in alignment that's when your intuition and all of your chakras begin firing and speaking and communicating with all of your clear gifts and your physical senses. So if you were to have any excess energy at your crown chakra, your head might feel swimmy or dizzy. So breathe it in down to your body and you can also use a tuning fork or a crystal bowl out in your aura, not super close to your head, that can be way too much, just to gently smooth and calm the energy. Adverse health conditions for a misaligned crown chakra really can play into the physical world in such a way that it can come across as Alzheimer's or a brain tumor, um, epilepsy, issues with gross and fine motor skills. And this of course is, you know, if the physical body is appropriately formed and there's something off that the doctors can't quite place and they might say it's neurological. Okay. Yes. Well, the crown chakra works within the neurological system to support it and for alignment. So this is an important chakra to help govern all of the other chakras to help govern your central nervous system. This is a really important chakra to assist you with understanding the spiritual senses and how we can integrate and be a spiritual being, letting that light flow down into our being, ground it all through the chakras into your root and connect with what does it mean to be human and a spiritual being. How can we be in both worlds or embody into the physical, our spiritual essence? So these are just little glimpses and insights into the important aspects of the chakras. And I've only briefly touched on each. So again, if you find that this would be supportive to study the chakras, there are so many books out there. If you would like a guided course that includes channeled messages on the chakras from a higher perspective, it comes from the Council of Light. If you would like a course that includes meditations and deeper information where you can listen or watch video, then I would just invite you to come over to spiritschoolonline.com and check out the chakra course. It also includes two sessions with me where I will review and clairvoyantly read your chakras near the beginning of the course and then again towards the end to provide an assessment of the feedback for the adjustments that you've made and we talk about any questions that you have around the class as well is a form of a mentoring and an assessment reading. If you would like an energetic therapy session or assessment, you can book an energy therapy appointment with me at amysakarski.com. Thank you so much, beautiful friends. This has been a little bit of a longer podcast today. So I would just encourage you to take the time, think about the information, see if it's something that you want to continue studying, or if there's a particular chakra that you really felt, oh, maybe this is a good chakra for me to focus on in my personal health and mental clarity and understanding. 
So thank you very, very much. I look forward to connecting again on the next episode. this is Amy. I hope you've enjoyed the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast and I'm so happy to share with you that I'm offering a special for one-on-one sessions for the holidays. So this is going to be a limited time and if you would like to sign up for a personal session with me for an energy therapy experience or an angels and aura reading, you can head over to amysikarski.com and find all the details there. I look forward to working with you and I'll see you all again on the next episode.